episode 127, Mastermind Coaching Model. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair. Today, we're Dr. Pete Camiolo Perspective. Join 2017 and 2018 Podcast Awards nominated host as we get a behind-the-curtain look at all types of doctors and guest specialties. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. I'm grateful you're tuning in again this week. As always, let me know what you think about those mini-sodes. Should I keep going? Should I quit? I believe there are 19 episodes launched on Thursdays and Saturdays. Also, if you've been looking for something awesome, you can check out adoctorsperspective.net slash app or slash free app. Those are the Android versions of the Needless Acupuncture book. Big thank you to Igor from the United States who sent in a review. Doc, great job on creating such an array of good and useful information. I see that lots of work was put into the podcast. Good job. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate you listening and taking the time to write that review. It means a ton to me for real. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy future episodes as much as the past. Today's episode is a little bit different. It's a coach, and it is about mastermind groups. Uh, in the first part of the interview, we actually end up talking about his almost failed marriage because of how busy he was at work and how his, uh, his mission was big, his ego was big, and then trying to figure out, okay, what do I, how do I put my family into this? And then he'll talk about what crisis occurred to open up his eyes and say, hey, there's got to be a better way of doing this practice and family balance. Now, this dude is rocking it with whatever management and coaching he was getting, he was definitely implementing and he would hire associates and they would kind of learn. Um, but you'll find out why he ended up quitting that type of practice. And he started um, doing like consulting and coaching for people who are looking to scale because there wasn't a lot of advice out there for newbies, five years trying to grow. But once you get to a certain level, you're trying to scale and get bigger, maybe have extra clinics, uh, maybe step out of the office more. And trying to find that type of coach within your own profession can be difficult sometimes. And he saw that niche and he went into it. He quickly realized like, oh, I got to do something more. And so that's where the mastermind comes in. So if you've ever been a part of a group like that, it's, you know, maybe it's all eye doctors together, or maybe you have a bunch of different professions in one meeting and you discuss different ideas and different topics. And you normally end up getting a better idea what to do because you've had people who are better than you at it. People who've done it before and failed, you can get all that knowledge and boost yourself faster. And that's kind of a what we'll talk about. He'll go into more detail and the why and the how and the what it actually looks like in his program. Definitely be able to listen, critically think, and integrate at least one thing out of this for sure. I like this quote. Acceleration happens when you're in the right room, having the right conversation with the right people. He's got plenty of resources, so definitely check out that page as well as the transcript a doctorperspective.net slash 127. Let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China and Florida. Today on the program, we got a guy. It's kind of fun because we're going to talk about a, a rebranding of a management and coaching program. And we haven't really discussed that before. So that's going to be really fun. Uh, he's obviously a successful guy. Uh, he's got long hair and a big beard, but not that big of a beard, but he's a great guy. Uh, <laughs> but his name is Dr. Pete Camiolo. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Doc. Great to, great to be on your program today. Oh, I'm excited. You know, it's fun getting to see where people are from. And you said, you know, you're like kind of central time in Florida. And I'm like, oh, that's not, I was born and raised in South Louisiana. So that's, there's a chance we could have vacationed there at some point. But <laughs> Normally we stop at Destin. That's about it. Oop. Hey, we're we're regularly over there. Uh, there's a Whole Foods in Destin that that I frequent. So a Whole Foods, huh? They're everywhere. Well, before we jump into the meat and potatoes, you know the drill. Give us a little bit about your backstory and kind of where you are now. 
Yeah, man. Um, well, my, my story can go back a little bit far. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the short version. You know, my, my grandfather was uh, immigrated to America from, from Italy. Uh, so we settled in up northeast. My parents had six kids, and I'm a fourth of six. And my brother, who was just older than me, was really sick growing up. He had uh, asthma, allergies, headaches, a bunch of issues. And we went to traditional me- me- you know, medical route for things. That's what we knew. And, you know, he progressively got worse, you know, over about 10 years of being treated from 7, 8 to 18 years old, that, that decade of his life. You know, he continued to get sicker and sicker despite going to different doctors and, and, and getting different procedures. So anyway, my parents ended up taking him to Mexico to the Tijuana Institute, the Gershon Institute, sorry, in Tijuana. Uh, and that's where they were uh, discovered this, this concept of more natural healing. And it was then that they also were exposed to things like you know, vitalistic chiropractic and holistic health and wellness. And it was through that journey with him that I was exposed to chiropractic and this concept of natural healing and the body heals itself. I was brought to a chiropractor to just see it because my mom was wondering what I was going to do with my life as I was graduating high school. And um, I was pretty inspired by what I heard, although I was a little bit intimidated by, you know, having to commit to going to school for the next eight years. I began on a journey of moving more into healthcare. And I got my undergraduate degree as an occupational therapist, and then I went on to DC school, and I, I'm now a chiropractor. Uh, but really what stimulated my journey was I watched my brother go from you know being sick for a decade and trying all the different things that the medical community had for him, and it wasn't for lack of effort on their part or our part, it was for lack of getting to the root cause. And it was a lack of understanding how the body actually functions. And so what and that set me on this journey of uh, studying and, and learning about how the body actually functions and heals. And even being an, an occupational therapist, I worked, Justin, with, you know, I was working in reactive medicine. I was working in reactive healthcare. It was always uh, reacting to a stroke or reacting to a hip replacement, reacting to some sort of a major trauma. And I was helping them learn how to clothe or dress or speak or eat or whatever, what, whatever it was. You know, and um, which is still important. Yeah, very important, very important. And I remember watching that, and I remember having a few conversations, Justin, with um, different practitioners at one of the hospitals I was working, rehab center I was working at, and they and and I remember talking to a few patients, and most of them said this that they wish they never would have met, would have never been there. They never planned to end up in a nursing home or a rehab center. They never they never planned for this, and it started to hit me, and I thought, you know what? People who end up in these crisis moments or a lot of times in these really difficult, challenging times, it wasn't their plan or their goal to get there, but they didn't have a strategy or goal to not get there either. A lot of them were just kind of hoping for the best, relying on their traditional doctor's advice, and that was it. And so that was like the tipping point for me that I said, you know what, I need to go to chiropractic school. So I ended up enrolling and going into chiro school, and I was you know, went on this journey. And then, you know, the rest is history. I opened a practice and, you know, like, like most chiropractors, I got to practice what I loved, which was being able to teach people how to be well, stay well. Obviously we saw a lot of crisis and and people that were reacting, but we started to teach proactive health. We started to teach people how to be wise in how they manage their health, how they understand how their body works, how they steward the body that they've been entrusted with. And so that was really the, the thing that inspired me. That's my, my backstory even getting in chiropractic and why I love chiropractic so much. And you were, did you have like a nutrition focus as well or kind of the whole? We focused mainly on subluxation. Uh, I would say I'm more of a subluxation based chiro. 
adjust adjustments was our primary methodology, but we did include lifestyle um, as well. So we had a whole program for nutrition, and we also taught you know about functional fitness as well. So we we looked at it from the perspective of you know their body is uh, you know so you have your traumas, thoughts, and toxins, right? So you have physical trauma. So we looked at what are all the causes of physical trauma, and we started to address those. What are all the sources of of, of chemical trauma that you're exposed to? And what are all the mental traumas and emotional traumas that you're exposed to? And then we started, we built our program to kind of hit those three. And so the mental one is always like the most challenging, but I believe that it's embedded within the other two. We start teaching people the principles of health and how it applies to taking care of their physical body and how it takes care of, you know, from a chemical standpoint. So we help them understand toxicity and how to detoxify and how to build their their body with uh, you know functional nutrition and then functional movement and then of course with the adjustments that combination really helps transform someone's mind and so they start to interpret life through a new new lens and they see life through a new perspective when they have a better understanding of how their body actually works and then I feel like that's how we empower people to be successful uh, in their life. Okay, now we're gonna do a reverse order of our interviews because. Part of our, our my program is always, hey, we want to make sure that you have a, a healthy bank account and you have a healthy love account. And, you know, in our, uh, our, our pre-chat and things, you know, you kind of told me, you know, we were successful. I was chasing the dream and almost almost destroyed your marriage. Right. Yeah. So I'm curious if we don't if you don't mind, let's explore that a little bit and then yeah. we'll, we'll go into like how that transformed how you practiced into more of this like mastermind being a CEO and you know, working on the business that are in the business, as they say. Is that cool with you? Beautiful, man. Okay. So, Doc, I would say that I did have a big heart and I, and I felt like a big mission. And what I, what I would say is that I, I didn't know how to manage my heart and my mission to reach people and to see the, the world transform and, and also navigate my ego and my pride, right? And just my desire to be successful and do big things. And what was caught in the middle of those two things was my marriage, right? So you have your heart and your big mission. You have your pride and your ego and, and your drive for success. And then it's caught in the middle is you and your family. And I think what, I, what happened was those two got crushed in between my desire to, have a, to fulfill a big mission and calling and also be uber successful. And so for the first, I would say, you know, you know eight years – uh, of my career, it was it was this constant like tension and struggle of of mission and there's a world that needs help and there's people that are suffering and, and and sick and and are desperate for help and we can help them and then there's this and I can help them and and I've got the answer and I want to do it and I want to be successful and and I am being successful I just want to be more successful and then in between it's like this desire also to have family and so what happened was. Um, you know, for me getting caught in the, caught in the middle was, you know, my, my marriage, you know, so my wife, Mary and I, we have five children. Um, and so we, in the midst of building one of the largest practices in the world, we were actually, you know, my, my family was suffering as a result of that. You know, we were seeing, I was just because I could adjust a thousand people every week by myself, didn't justify the fact that my marriage was falling apart. Right. Didn't, didn't justify the fact that I was neglecting you know, my, my wife and, and my, my growing family. And so, you know, for us, it really boiled down to uh, crisis intervention, right? So uh, a lot of times crises will happen to get your attention. And uh, so, um, and we, we hope it never gets to that point, but oftentimes it does. And so for me, you know, with each one of our pregnancies, my wife was 
uh, would get very sick. And, um, and so with our, with our fourth child, uh, she was, she was very sick. What ended up happening was I made a decision during that pregnancy that I was going to actually prioritize her and our family and be there to support her. And I was going to, I was going to release my clinic to my associate doctors and to my team to really help run that. And I was going to be coming in, but I wasn't going to be able to be there to the degree that I needed to. And as a result of that, my clinic kind of tanked. Oh man. <laughs> I, I wish I could tell you that my story was, Hey, I let it go because I prioritized my life and everything was awesome. Actually, I, that's what it's supposed to be. I prioritized my life and things fell apart big time. Oh man. And, uh, and so, but what it does, what it did just was it exposed, I exposed the model that I was practicing was not a sustainable model was not, was not a healthy model. And it was, uh, and so as a result of that process of watching my clinic, which I had worked so hard to build and, and manage and, and keep going, and it wasn't, again, for my team being bad at what they do or not wanting to do well. It was just that I built the, the Dr. Pete show, and, and it was unsustainable. And so I, I, I began a journey, uh, a couple-year journey over three years that I, I started to, uh, first of all, realize that this is, this is terrible, and then I was like, well, I can do one of two things, Justin. I can go back and put it back to the way it was and keep doing it the way it was before. Or I can maybe try to get the message here and, and figure out what else I can do. So I did, you know, option B, which was don't go back and redo it, but look for a, another way, a better way. And that, that's been the journey that I was on. And then, you know, I looked at, you know, my life and my practice through a new perspective. No longer was I going to, it wasn't going to be a Dr. Pete show, but it was going to be a, a a model that was built on a team based on the principle, based on empowering other people. And that's what we've built. And, you know, I can, I can say with great confidence that the model that we teach works because I, I, it works for me. And I was probably a very personality driven type clinic for a long time and it stayed very successful without me. And I now watch it happen for other doctors as we teach the model. And it's a very much a shift of your mindset and your beliefs and then your behaviors have to follow. And so that's what we, you know, that's what we teach now. And the cool thing is that my wife, Mary, and I, you know, our marriage is better than it's ever been before, but not because of lack of effort and energy and, and work. You know, um, it takes a lot of work in your, in your, in the relationships, your love relationships, you know, requires sacrifice. I believe in sacrificial love. I believe in servant leadership. I believe that we, we ask people, how can I help you? How can I best serve you today? You know, that, that's the question I want to lead with every day. And what I want to lead with my team is, Hey, I'm here to serve you. How can I help you in your in your journey, in your, what you're doing, because I exist to serve. And so uh, it's really changed the way that I, I lead. It's really changed the way that I show up in my home. It changes the way I show up in my business. You know, it's, it's a new language that I'm learning, you know, because before it was, hey, what can you do for me to help me do my thing? Because I got something big to do. And now it's like, hey, no, we got something that we're all going to do together. And if you win, I win. If I win, you win. So, like, let's figure out how we do this together. Very different mindset. And I believe that in chiropractic, it's in collaboration and in community that we're going to actually see, uh, really, we're going to be able to see things change in healthcare as we all have this kind of, like, ache in our heart to see more people get well and stay well. You know, I think it's going to happen as we, we all kind of embrace this, this mindset and this heart set. I call it a heart set that really is something that, puts other empowers and equips other people to rise and shine. And that's what, that's what we are. I'm committed to doing. You know, you're not the first person in our show that I've heard it recently. They're like, when I come home, it has to be about the family. 
And it's not always about me. And work, it could be about me. <laughs> but when I come home, I have to change it and, and give and meet their needs. And in that way, everybody's, you know, is happy. When it was the Pete show, did you find like you were just really good? I know in chiropractic land, we call it the report of findings. We have like the, the table talk is another but jargon word that we use that just means what are you talking about each visit? Was it like the Pete show where you were just really good at all of that communicating part? And then when you would pass it on to the associates, they're like, I haven't really had to do much of this. I just kind of adjust spines and, you know, that's all I had to do. I just had to show up. Was it kind of like that or what did you see was happening? Yeah, I mean, I would say it did rely heavily on me. I'm not going to say that I haven't had an amazing team. I mean, I hope that my team members can listen to this podcast and this interview and be uh, encouraged because it, even though it was, quote unquote, the Dr. Pete show doc, I believe that it was because I had an amazing team. I've always been blessed to have uh, been surrounded by an amazing team. Um, but I think what it was, was that what was really driving things, though, on a day in and day out basis was my energy. Mm. It was my purpose. It was my and then, you know, there was there's an underlying underpinning sense of control. And, and this is a deep conversation. It, it goes a lot deeper than in our head. This is a conversation that boils goes down to the heart. And, and very rarely are people actually willing to get out of their head and get into their heart. But at the end of the day, I was just a controlling person. I had control. I wanted to maintain control because I thought if I controlled it, that it would go better. And I thought, well, this is my business, so I have to be in control. No, none of those things are actually true. That is actually absolutely not true because the reality is, is we're not in control. Uh, we are not in control. And so um, you know, we can take control over the little bit that we have a little bit of control over, but the majority is outside of our control. And that's not a, a cop-out. That's actually a level of maturity that says I'm willing to recognize the fact that so much is outside of my control that the little that is in my control, I take control, but I'm also going to share that responsibility with other people around me because truly the best way that we're going to grow is if we do it together. And so what happened was is that I was trying to control something because I thought that was the best way for it to go. That was what I was always taught. That's what I was coached to do. So I did everything that I was told to do and I did it really, really well. And so yeah, you know, report of findings, table talk, dinner talks, lunch and learns, you know, spinal screenings, the radio shows, everything that I did uh, to grow the business and build the brand and, and to keep leading it. You know, I, I did do it all. You know, I was the guy doing the talks. I was the guy doing the most, you know, the marketing and, and doing that. And so I put the weight on my shoulders, you know, to market the business. To, to And I was an adjuster. To be honest with you, man, I did the adjustments. I was adjusting a thousand patients a week. We were at a thousand. I did it myself. I didn't have associates adjusting. I had associates doing exams so I could adjust. All I did, I literally would walk in the door I would adjust and I'd walk out and go home. Wow. That's it. I just adjust. I did nothing else. I didn't see patients. I didn't do. And you know, and then I did doctor's report. You know, my, my report of findings. I did group reports. You know, because we average you know forty to or sixty to hundred new patients a month. So I would just go in and I would do the reports. We did group classes. That's the easiest way uh, when you're at that volume. And uh, I would go in there. I'd let it rip. And then I I was it. You know. And so you know, for me. It, it, it worked well, but like all the, con the conversions, the attraction, the conversion and the retention was really dependent upon me. And so what I did was, was the transformation was one of the first things that it was actually invited the associates to start adjusting, <laughs> ah. which was awesome. So then I, I actually shared that, that adjusting uh, responsibility with the doctors. And that was really hard for me, but it was really empowering because I got to work with the docs and teach them and support them and helping them develop their craft, which is, is partially adjusting. And it's, a lot of it is your ability to communicate or know when and not to communicate and how and what to communicate. So it was that. And so I got to teach and empower the docs to do it, which is, which is really powerful. So the Dr. Pete show is very much like what I think I just described to you. Yeah. Um, we could go into so many layers of it because I, we could break it down. But um, it wasn't for a lack of effort. 
I would say I was doing what I, what I knew to do, what I had seen modeled for me, what I was kind of taught to do. I was just doing that the best that I could. And what I saw was it was a trap. It was a trap and I was cornered. And, uh, and the only way out was for me, something that hit the fan, which it did. One more question on this. Okay. As an associate doctor, you go into school. Oh man, I got this great job. No, it's not great. I just do exams all day and I went to school to adjust people and I can't even adjust anybody. Did you cycle through associates like every year because they didn't get that experience? Yeah, we, we did. I would say though, we were, um, so a lot of associates would come and train with me because they wanted to, they wanted to learn how we did what we did. I actually feel like we had a really unique training uh, mo- uh, model set up for associates. Oh, that part of it. Yeah, they would come in and train on how to build highly successful practices, you know, and so they would learn and then they would go and open their practice. So I, I didn't really hire associates to necessarily stay. I hired them, I hired them to let them go and right? I hired them to train them. So I would train them for one to two years and then they would go. And then what happened was the tipping point was I realized there's two types of associates. You've got a cornerstone and a stepping stone. And, you know, the cornerstone says, hey, I'm here to stay. The stepping stone says, I'm just, this is just a step on my journey. And both are great. And, um, you know, both are welcome. I just realized I was attracting the, the stepping stones. And if I really wanted to build a, a practice where the other doctors would be able to be there with me, then I'll have to start attracting uh, more of the cornerstone doc. The doc who says, hey, I want to be a career chiropractor and I don't necessarily need to or want to own the business. I want to work as a physician. I want to take great care of people. I'm a caretaker. And, uh, and that's what I signed up to do. Like my brother, he's a pediatrician. He's a caretaker. He doesn't own a practice. You know, he, he works as a doctor, you know, and that. So it's that type of a thing. So then we started bringing in docs like that. And that's when things really changed. So I think it was um, when, when we had associates who were just coming in for a short period of time, I think they got a lot out of it because I encouraged them to go out and market. I encouraged them to, uh, we trained a lot and they worked, they learned how to do exams and do conversions, which I'm like, if you can attract and convert, that's the only thing. Don't worry about retention right now. Because you'll retain when you build your own practice. Let me take care of retention. You guys work on attraction and, and conversion, uh, and I'll work with you on that. So that's what we would train on: attraction, conversion, attraction, conversion. And then I would I would take care of the folks. Our team would we would we would retain them uh, to the degree that we could. And then uh, you know that was it. So yeah, the, the the transition was associate doc comes in to stay. That was the next iteration. And I will just we'll put that on the back burner for now. Thank you so much. That's amazing. So you were talking about when we were talking before. The old way of coaching versus kind of a newer thing with the mastermind model. And I'm going to just give you my opinion and then just see if I'm on the right track. And then, of course, correct me. Old way of coaching. I think I was a part of one. One guy's telling you to do this. You know, get your PVA up. You need to go do this marketing new patients better. I'll call you back next week. See how you're doing. And so you had the accountability partner. And they're like, hey, uh, what are you telling people? All right, let's go through that. Let's do a mock patient. I need to hear what you're saying because you shouldn't be losing this many new patients. You know, the the new person who's trying to like learn everything. And then I've heard of other masterminds where usually you're already successful and you're trying to get to that next level. And so I'm not sure if I would want to be a part of a mastermind group with a bunch of rookies because it's rookies helping rookies. I don't know how good that's going to be. But um, so that's kind of where I'm thinking you're at. And I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. So I'm gonna let you take it over and sort of correct me and put me straight. So this is really powerful, and I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because I do want to bring some clarity to the mastermind model. So I, I coached for an organization for seven years, and then a few years later when I launched my coaching company, I was I kind of employed a very similar model, a different uh, conversation but with the same model, which was like maybe more of a one-to-many model, mm-hmm. and then it was a little bit of one-to-one kind of, um, you know, kind of sewn into that. And what I realized was 
you know, this wasn't the most powerful model. For sure, from an internal perspective, it's not scalable at all. But number two, it wasn't really the best even for the docs because what I realized was, you know, you're just kind of talking head. You just got somebody who's sitting there telling you what to do. And, you know, I'm not really leveraging the genius of the person that's in front of me. And so what I realized after meeting with a lot of docs for many, many years is that, you know, each doctor has their own area of strength or genius. And it really was about leveraging the, the group genius in a very curated uh, environment and setting that's very structured that actually enables everyone to contribute, which contra- contribution is, is abundant, right? Abundance says I'm a contributor, which means I equally give and receive. Mm-hmm. A lot of times coaching, it's all about getting, but actually if you really want to transform, you need to be a giver and a receiver. In other words, you show up with your brain engaged, not only to listen, but to also respond. And so I, I created an environment, yes, that may be more tailored towards the doctor who's going to scale, which is actually what our model is. This Kairos CEO, which was our original brand that Josh and I founded, Kairos CEO was, we saw a gap in the market. We said, you know what? No one's having scale conversation with chiropractors very fun- fundamentally in an organized way in chiropractic. We don't see it. We have, there's people randomly that are doing big things that are maybe scaling, but there's no conversation for the, for most chiropractors to say, here's the next iteration and let's have this conversation with you, which is scaling, right? So it's not usually a goal. It's not. So we, but we knew that it was, it was a tipping point because we saw a lot of chiropractors hitting a ceiling, burning out, selling out, just kind of spinning their wheels, feeling kind of disenfranchised. And we saw it pervasive throughout our profession. We, 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 with all of the people that we had kind of, in a sense, graduated with, you know, you get to that what, 10, 12 to 15 years out and you're like, what's going on? And so I think that we saw there was a big need in the profession. And so, you know, as, as, as we created the model, I recreated this as a mastermind model. And when, as soon as I did that, I saw our engagement and our results 3x in for our doctors when we moved from like a one-to-many and then some random one-to-ones to a weekly, which is how we structure a weekly get-together, basically saying, hey, we're getting together for coffee. We're going to talk for an hour. We're, we got a very specific topic on marketing we're talking about today. Everybody shows up ready, listen to the training, get the questions that were sent to you, answer the questions, show up and get ready to kind of talk it down with each other. When we show up in that environment, if Justin, if you and I, and let's pick two of our favorite friends did that and we all got together as docs and we said, hey, today's topic is marketing and we're going to be talking about doing lunch and learn talks. And we watched the training from somebody who's a genius at that. And then they asked a bunch of questions and we all thought about it. We answered questions. We all came to the table discussing kind of our best practices, also our challenges and where we're feeling stuck or where we have issues. And we had that discussion. I guarantee you we all leave that thing ahead than when we walked in. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's the model. So that is exactly the model that I teach. So there's a weekly training that's taught by an expert in some sort of a area within the field or even outside. I leverage people outside of chiropractic. I bring them in to our program to teach because I said, hey, we as entrepreneurs, as chiropractors, you know, who are entrepreneurs, and the docs who I work with are the business owner, right? So I work with the owner of the business. Uh, so they're entrepreneurs or business owners, and they need to be having those conversations. So that's how we structure it. Now, we, that was our original vision, and it continues to be the vision, is that there's a lane called scale and exit that people just, you know, there's nothing really uh, organized for docs who are in that phase of their career, that season. The first two seasons of the career of the most chiropractors, which is your launch phase, which is when you get into practice, and then your grind phase or build phase, which is where you're really kind of getting your 10,000 hours in, 
It's really where you're developing that practice mastery. That happens over the first, you know, one to like 10 years or whatever. But beyond that, it's like once those two things are done, if they're done really well, you actually enter into a very appropriate next stage, which is scale, right? And so what we have done is, and now myself joining with Dr. Steven as we're rebranding, which I'm sure we're going to get to talk about here, is we're, we're bringing a new conversation very systematically and fundamentally into the profession of chiropractic. And we've organized it in such a way where we're creating a conversation around each season of one's journey as a chiropractor. And we're doing it in a way where every single one of us gets to level up. And we believe that there's an acceleration that happens when you're in an environment where you're in the right room, having the right conversation with the right people, right? So when you do that, you know, uh, you, you have that, you have kind of like that, that magic, that sweet sauce, kind of that, that magic happens in that moment. And so we've watched it happen with doctors who I work with and I've been working with for the past two and a half years. Uh, and, and, and Dr. Steven, he's been working with, you know, for seven years, plus all the things he did before that. So we're seeing that this is the next kind of like evolution of chiropractic coaching and, and, and support for the doctor and the entrepreneur and even the associates and the CAs moving forward. So we have a heart for the whole team and we see that, you know, we're going to be able to provide that resources and training and tools and support and community for doctors, for their associates, for the team that's going to help everybody elevate and rise to the next level, which is really the ultimate goal. Dr. Steven, by the way, is episode 112 if you want to see what, who he's talking about. And I would say... One thing that I enjoy when I was with my peers, we were kind of in the same, you know, three or four years out at that time in, in life. It's like, all right, did you go to the health screening? Yeah. How'd you do? Oh, what'd you do wrong? And it was kind of nice to see like where you have pitfalls, like dinner with the doc. This is what you should do. This is what we've tried. It doesn't really work. And I think something you can learn a lot from like the negative in a group setting. I think this is a great idea. Like, yeah, everybody tries that and they all think it's a good idea. It's horrible. Stick with this. This will be what needs to go. You know, like this podcast, I interview all kinds of different kind of doctors. And for the same reason is sometimes you got to get out of your profession. And like you said, there's not a lot of people that are doing scale, three, four clinics or, you know, multi-million dollars. How are you supposed to find those people? Because a lot of them are going to keep it to their chest too. They're not really trying to share all their secret beans. So you have to find someone like yourself who's like, hey, you know, I'm a coach, but we're doing mastermind groups. So let's do this thing together. And, you know, I don't look at it as a coach, usually as a, an expense, but more of an investment. So, um, all right. So you mentioned that there's going to be like a new, a, a rebranding going on. So like kind of walk us through that. Like, were you not good by yourself? You got to merge with somebody else. What's going on? I, you know, it's interesting. You can interpret it two ways. You could see it that way or you can see it through the lens of this is the next level of evolution, right? You grow to a point and then you take it to the next level. I would say it's uh, it was a mix of both. Okay. I'll just say both. Number one is you know, there was a lot of doctors who I was um, being approached by that I didn't feel like were necessarily in that phase of scale. I mean, that's just the reality, right? They're just, they're not there yet. You know, they're very much in the build phase or in that phase of, you know, they've got to get their house in order kind of thing. And, uh, and so I was, I was seeing just in that, you know, that was the fact. And so I was kind of having to turn doctors away or I was working with doctors who didn't really feel like fit in. So I saw a gap. I saw a gap in what I was doing and I said, you know what, either I need to expand my model because I don't want to necessarily have to turn doctors away and not be able to support them and help them. They need help and I can help them. I just but that's your niche. I, um, didn't feel like I was the, yeah, wasn't the guy because I was focusing on this one niche. Exactly. So that was one piece. I would say another piece is uh, I truly believe that, you know, working with doctors and supporting their team and, and putting on events and doing all the things that we do is 
it takes a lot of lift. You know, it's a lot, it's a lot more lift than running a practice. And so for me, I, I, I knew going into this that I wanted to do it in a partnership. And so I had an, I had, had an original partnership uh, with Josh and, um, and just due to business stuff that has to happen, you know, we, I, I bought him out and, and I was running by myself, but I realized after about a year of, you know, going, going alone that, Hey, I want to be in a partnership. I want to do this with somebody. Like I, I want to be able to collaborate with other geniuses and in the building and the growing and expanding of this organization. And, um, and so I've been in a mastermind and masterminding with, with Dr. Stephen Franson for over a year. And we were just friends and just chatting and just sharing, you know, ideas and how we do what we do and, and talking vision and strategy. And, and it just hit me one day. I was like, you know what? You should talk to him about what it would look like for you guys to work together. Cause that might be, that might be cool. Like, I don't know what he's interested in if he, that'd be interesting to him, but you know, just approach him. So I approached him one day with the proposal and then we started talking it down and then we started working it out. And so we, we officially merged this year and, you know, now we're running together. So I would say, if that answers your question, you know, I, I could have kept going by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I could do that. Like there's nothing like bootstraps and just hang on and just keep going. And I, um, I had built a successful practice by myself, you know, in a sense, like as a sole owner, but I, I really felt like the next evolution for me as a business owner and leader was in partnerships. I was drawn to a partnership model. I really felt like we go farther together kind of thing. We can leverage both or the multiple people and we can actually do exponential. You know, it's like the whole Clydesdale thing. One Clydesdale carries 4,000, two Clydesdale, it's like 16 to 20,000 pounds they can, they can pull. So it's like you four exit when you, when you, when you put two people together that are, you know, in alignment with values and vision and mission, which we had that. So that was what was the natural kind of, uh, if that wasn't there, Justin, then yeah, there's no point, you know, there's no value in coming together. It's just like, right. Because for me, it was vision, values and mission were aligned. And because that is, those were both in, a, in alignment, all, all three of those, it was not a, it was not a difficult decision from a heart level. And then it became very functional and, you know, all the administrative stuff and all of that, that gets a little bit wonky. But for the most part, um, yeah, it was those elements that all kind of came together and, and brought me to this, this, uh, this partnership. Well, it makes sense to me. We had a lady, uh, Heather, episode 64. All she wants to do is like the first couple years. That's what she likes. People out of school, I guess she has a heart for those people. And I know when I was in a coaching program, they had certain coaches that were for the first years because it's a different yeah. skill set. It's completely different than the person who makes 50000 or more a month. That's a different mindset yeah. that you're going to be at, and they need a different level of coaching. And like you said, if you're there and, and Dr. Stevens kind of more, you know, sub 40, let's just say, then that's a great mix. And then once they graduate to a higher level, you're like, all right, you need to be pushed on to uh, Dr. Pete, and he can take you to the next level, and y'all can discuss what that means for y'all, and we can tailor it based on whatever they want. Because, I mean, I don't think every practice should look the same. Uh, you might want one ginormous clinic, and somebody else is like, oh, I prefer three clinics around the city. Right. And both of those have their own, I think, headaches to go with it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's exactly that. And, and, you know, it's cool is Dr. Steven is an incredible CEO coach, and I think he, a lot of his clients are in scale. They are in these levels of enterprise-type level businesses. So mm. for him, he, he had that. He had a lot of clients, and then he's looking at what we're doing, and it's like, that's you've actually just called it what it is. Like being a Cairo CEO is really what, what you've called it. So what we rebranded it as, and I'm excited to talk about this, is the remarkable CEO. You know, so you know, you have a remarkable practice, and the premise is you have a remarkable practice 
as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. And the same mm-hmm. thing goes to as a CEO, it says, hey, you're, you're a CEO of your business, so be a remarkable one. A remarkable CEO has a remarkable businesses as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. So it's this, it's this leveling up conversation that he was already having with, with many of his clients and I was, I was having with, with the clients that I've been honored to work with. And, and so it's, it's having a very intentional and specific conversation in our space about the scale and doing it in a remarkable way as a CEO of your business. And that's what we, we've joined forces to, to create and bring into the market. And we already know Kairos are going to love it because we have Kairos who are involved and who love it. And it's just, it's kind of like that, that, that place where you end up, if you're in that season of your life or practice and you get into the right room and the right conversation, you're like, this is good, man. This is really good. It's not because it's not your standard model of coaching. It's just a, it's a different level of conversation. And I see everybody around this table is a leader. Every single person in here is a genius. Everybody's got gold to share. Everybody's powerful in, 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 in their own way. And so we all have to say we come to the table as contributors, willing to learn and willing to contribute. We're growing. And I'll tell you, when that happens, the tide comes in, all the boats rise. And it's cool to see docs collaborating and sharing ideas and sharing some, like you said, some of their seeds of, of, uh, of gold that they've you know accumulated throughout their life journey, which most of it comes through trial and pain and struggle and a ton of investment of money and time. Uh, and so it, it is special to be able to be in an environment where that's welcomed. And doctors say, I agree to that. I sign up for that because I'm committed. And then for me to be a part of helping facilitate and lead that has just been a huge blessing for me. Do the doctors have to be subluxation only or can they do rehab and all that? Do you have like a, a more of a niche down on that? No, it, it, it's not. I mean, I think myself and Dr. Steven were both, I would say, more subluxation based, very principled. But I have acupuncture physicians. I have medical doctors, naturopathic doctors, functional medicine doctors you know, all in my, in my coaching program. And so we've attracted okay. doctors even beyond the Cairo space because I think most anybody who's in the service field and is a provider, even attorneys have approached me, uh, any person who has a practice and is kind of like struggling with the technician role and the manager role but really wants to move into that CEO role is, is wants to be included in this conversation because they know the next iteration for them is they need to be in an environment where they're held accountable to uh, this, 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 this responsibility that they have to be the CEO, nobody else can do it. They can't outsource it. For, for, for us, we've attracted other practitioners even beyond chiropractic, although chiropractic is our, is our sweet spot, our niche, that's our lane. Other docs who want to be a part of it are willing to play and are willing to be a part of it. We welcome them in with open arms because we say, hey, if we can help you, you know, with what you're doing, then uh, we're, here, we're here to serve. Awesome. So normally at this part of the interview, we would ask, we'd switch gears, keep it a little personal, but you were actually vulnerable on the first part of the interview. So at this point, I'm like, hmm, we could keep going and keep going and going and going. But okay. I think right now we've, we've, we've got a lot of interest going on. And so what are some of the websites that people can contact you at? You know, it's, it's funny at this point, uh, the best website for them to, to find us is at theremarkablepractice.com, the Remarkable Practice, because uh, that's when they can... They can go there and they can learn about the remarkable practice and learn about the remarkable CEO. And uh, so that's the best website. And then I would say online, you know, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, if you want to message me, you know, my name is Dr. You'll probably have it with the podcast, Dr. Peter Camiolo. You can, you can message me on Facebook. You can message me on Instagram. Uh, those are the simplest ways to kind of just message me. I'd love to, 
you know, chat with you if you've, you know, listening to this and you want to have a conversation or whatever, have, have some questions or just talk something down. Totally game to jump on a call with you. So just, just ping me, message me, either Facebook or Instagram if you want to directly connect with me. And then, you know, our website is remarkablepractice.com. Oh, any favorite books, blogs, or podcasts that we should definitely check out? Yeah, I love, um, I love Andy Stanley's podcast, Leaders, Leadership Podcast. And um, I also love uh, Dan Sullivan. He's a strategic coach. He's great to listen to. I've really enjoyed listening to him uh, as far as podcasts. As far as um, like from a business standpoint, from a, from a life standpoint, like spirituality standpoint, I love um, listening to Bethel, Bethel Church, Bethel, Bethel Sermon. Those have always been powerful for me just in, a, in my faith journey and my spiritual walk. Uh, that's a big part of my weekly r- routine. If people ask, like, how do you stay plugged in and connected? That's, that's one of the ways that I do. As far as books go, you know, a lot of the work that we've built our, our model off of is, you know, books like Scaling Up, uh, Vern Harnish's work, and um, Traction, Gino Wickman. That was big. You know, Jim Collins' work, Michael Gerber's work. Michael Gerber wrote The E-Myth. Jim Collins is Good to Great and Great by Choice. And then, you know, books like Essentialism and also, you know, Rocket Fuel. And there's, there's just a ton of great books that are out there that I'm yeah. I've read, but those, those synergists is an amazing book that really shows how we build the CEO model. We follow a synergist type model with an integrator approach, uh, with the visionary leader, and then we and then boils down. So like when you think org chart, you think how are we going to create this? We've built our model, the CEO model, very much like the integrate uh, the synergist teaches, and that principle by Ray Dalio. That's a powerful book as well. You know, so there's just a lot of great business books that are out there. I I really like the work of Kevin McCarthy. Uh, he talks about the on-purpose business and the on-purpose person. He really gets into understanding your core values. Uh, I love that work when it comes to like understanding your vision, values, and mission, and how that translates into execution uh, in your in your business. And again, I, I read a ton of uh, I read a ton of uh, like uh, spiritual books as well, which for me have been really the most transformative because they they help things translate from my head into my heart, and I start to grasp it truly. And uh, and so that's been. Uh, that's been a powerful journey for me as well. Ooh, I'm going to be uh, making some notes for his show note page. Let me tell you. <laughs> Thank you for all those references. Yeah. No, uh, for real. Well, Dr. Pete, I really appreciate you being on, giving us the lowdown on the mastermind model, the remarkable CEO model. It's something that we have not explored much on this podcast. I don't think at all in this exact framework. So kudos. It's a whole new topic. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, man. Honored, honored Dr. Justin to... Uh, to be able to share about it, and uh, thank you for for having me uh, having me with you to be able to share my 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 heart, my story, and kind of what's up. Another great interview has ended. As I always say, I hope you listened, critically think, and implement something so that your practice life, family life, can improve this week. I want to hit you up with a few links today. If you'd like to know what the top episodes of 2018 and 2017 were, you can just go to .net slash top1718 and you can get a PDF of all those episodes. It's like 22 of them. If you're interested on any of the programs that I've actually been interviewed on, just go to .net slash as heard on. So play on as, as seen on, you know, so as heard on. If you didn't know, the Needless Acupuncture book sales page has been revamped, so it looks a lot better. You know, sometimes when you look at a web page and it doesn't look like it's put together well, you're like, meh, I'm not sure about this thing. But it's been redone. looks better. And also, if you have an Android device and you're curious about it, you can actually now download the same five protocols, blueprints, if you will, 
right there on your phone at the Needless Acupuncture app. And for less than $4, you can get the whole book on your phone from the Android Google Play store. So if you're interested, check that out. The electric acupuncture pen is still available at a great rate. You can get it on its own or as a package. So you can get the book, the e-pen, as well as the auricular points. Now, some of the things that I'm recommending, Blueberry Hosting, that's who I use. I really like them a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. Fiverr is where I get a lot of my music done, my logos. I don't know if you noticed on Facebook, I believe my picture is now a face with a bunch of words. I just saw that real quick. It was cheap. Yeah, why not? I'll try that for a little while. It's fun. A turtle pillow. It's a travel pillow. It actually has like an H beam in it. So you can rest your neck and your chin on that. So you don't get like the chicken bob where you, you know, you're sleeping and boom, you wake up really fast. And you know, those, those U-shaped ones, I just don't think they work very well. So for me, it's worked really well. I've traveled about 10 different countries with it. Across the pond, as they say. I really highly recommend that. If you're into instrument-assisted soft tissue manipulation, two options. You got Hawk Grips, so .NET slash Hawk Grips, and also .NET slash Edge. And you can get tools there as well. But they also have way more than just tools. They've got how to get to use Google Apps as your EMR. Uh, blood flow restriction cuffs. There's a lot of research on that device. And you can check that episode from the past. And you can get an automatic 10% discount on all the products from the edge mobility equipment. Uh, one of the devices I use to to send out snippets of the podcast via picture and uh, quotes from the text that I write from the show notes is Missing Letter. They just took out the last E in letter.com. Pretty much, you know, you can do a blast in, in two months, you know, like five emails over two months. I like to do nine emails over 12 months. So that person who was interviewed last month doesn't just get lost, right? You know, so every day I have a new episode at a highlight and it's all automated. It's really cool. Definitely check it out. If you need to record your screen, I like Screencast-O-Matic. Also, JLab Audio Speakers. I've said it before. I love them. Uh, it's a great company. And now I get to actually be an affiliate for them. So if you end up buying any of their products, just like any of these, I get a little piece. I uh, probably have like three or four different products. I mean, they just the battery lives are longer. The sounds quality is amazing. Uh, and for the price, it can Love it a bunch. And of course, in the show notes, anytime you see a book link, you buy it, it comes to me. And .net slash t-shirts will help us out. And lastly, again, something I don't talk about too much, but if you need coaching, whether it's via the Today's Choices, Tomorrow's Health, you need some help with taking those small steps and accountability so that you can actually lose the weight or start exercising more or get your budget in order, just let me know. I can help with that. Also, if you just need some minor marketing coaching or things like that, I can help you out with that as well. Just go to .net slash support. And of course, on there, you can also buy the host a cup of coffee or uh, even more than that. There's different options available. So. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week or on the mini-sode. We just went hashtag behind the curtain. I hope you will listen and integrate what some of these guests have said. By all means, please share across your social media, write a review, and if you go to the show notes page, you can find all the references for today's guest. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.